Welcome to the Lucid Body House podcast. We're doing a video podcast for the first time, Progress. Also our first podcast in 2023. So welcome. My guest today will be Preta Rem. She has been on a podcast before, but we're going to be talking about scene study. Prather is a New York-based actor, director, and intimacy choreographer, and is a senior lucid body teacher. Prather has been working with me for over 20 years, and the lucid body work is her touchstone and home base. She teaches movement and intimacy education at Marymount Manhattan College, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, as well as ongoing classes at the Lucid Body House. Prather received her MFA in acting at the Actors Studio at Pace University. Welcome, Prather. Hello, thank you for that introduction. There you are. I'm here. Ah, happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year, Faye. So we're doing this because we want people to understand what scene study means at the Lucid Body House. It's different because everybody knows Lucid Body, it's a physical, all of that, but scene study is something very different. So. You were actually a Lucy Body teacher when you went into grad school at Pace, correct? Yes. So uh, when did you graduate? I, I graduated 2018. 2018. Yeah. So, so talk about how all of that Lucid Body knowledge affected actually going through grad school. Oh, I would love to. Um, well, I def it definitely gave me a leg up. Um, because I was already, I already knew my, I diagnosed myself. I already knew myself. And, um, and so I just felt I had this, this bond, this, this knowledge, this in my body already. And I did enjoy, I enjoyed my program. I enjoyed all the teachers. You know, there's a lot of Strasburg, a lot of, a lot of Meisner though. And as much as I completely embraced it, at the end of the day, like it was always coming back to me and my physicality and the energy centers and what was working. And that was how I would really tell the story. So you were, you were diagnosing your characters and layering and doing everything at grad school. I, oh. I absolutely was. I was, and I was even teaching my scene partners blend so that we could create physical history together. And they were like, okay, like, sure, let's do it. Like I came in every day to rehearsal. And I even, I, you know, I had the chakra charts of these characters. And again, every scene that I worked on, it was different. Some I, I knew, like, just I could see the arc. And, and in a physical way, like the character starts in, in second, right? There's a little bit of heart and then this happens and right, then there's this explosion of rage. And then there are plays that I was like, okay, I have no idea what's going on. And I, and I would go in beat by beat and then really try to be like, okay, where is in these beats, where am I coming from? And then, you know, so I'm going close in and then I'd step back and then I was able to see the arc. So this work, this technique with the lucid body just helped me in every step of the way. So that's interesting. So when you were not sure how to diagnose the character from the beginning, you got a, a scene from a play you weren't quite sure of, 
then you would just go into the particular beats as opposed to the wide lens, which we do. Most of our lucid, uh, listeners here know Lucid Body, but if you're new to it, we always look at the character from the beginning to the end of the play and we diagnose the character. What are their given circumstances? Where in the play is their conflict? When does that conflict or passion or shadow emerge? And then what is what do they end with at the end of the play? So that physical arc of the character is how we map in in the lucid body. So the actor playing that character maps out that journey. But you're talking about going into beat by beat, which I find interesting. Well, and it's 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 these rare occasions, and I can't really think about. But first of all, think about the plays that are not in chronological order. Those postmodern plays that are, you know, out of out of step, or working on a film where you yeah. know it's episodic. In it was like I I have an understanding of the general arc, but then the scene I would be working on, I just like. I would just be in the state of not knowing, which was a good thing. So then I would start in these beats and almost I would start with the push pull. I would just, I would just be like, when am I the yes? When am I the no here? And then switch that up. And then from there, then I would see, okay, well, where does that yes or no live in my body? So, so the, The way that I'm now, you know, approaching the scene study, there's not like a curriculum. The text is the thing. And that's sort of our guide. But yet all of the lucid body tools, you know, then like each one works in its own way, which is just fantastic. So this leads me to my next question, which is when you graduated, you immediately kept on me about Faye I want to do a scene study at Lucid Body Faye I want to do a scene yeah. study and you started a scene study for the first time and you've continued it so um tell us that how you have incorporated you know I know there's a classic scene study I mean I did some work as an actor but mostly I was trained as a dancer so I have less classic scene study you know you sit and then once a month you work um, you, how have you taken the lucid body embodiment into your scene study organization? Great. Yeah. So again, like working at the actor studio or even, you know, at Michael Howard studio, where we were a traditional scene study class is right. The rest of the students are sort of watching and auditing and learning from watching other scenes and you go up, you rehearse and there's always something to be worked on. So I, I do keep it to that format, but every student usually will work during the week. So it won't, it's not that the students sit out for like three classes. No, we're gonna be working. But we so work- you have a twice a week, scene study is twice a week. Yeah. And every student works at least once that week. Every week. Absolutely. And, and um, I know even Katie Knipp, she was, when she did a scene study, she would do it for shorter time. And mm-hmm. I actually appreciate that, you know, getting up 15, 30 minutes. Uh, great. This is the learning nugget for here. Take, take that away and then come back. So I'm feeling I'm closer to that format. Yeah, because it, it's like in the lucid body, what the, something that's so important to me is that the student isn't sitting back getting in their brain about the technique, but yeah. they actually have to keep embodied and keep risking 
trying to express that the choices. Right. And you're bringing up now about being an audience in the scene study is again, we are, it's physical listening. So even as they're watching other plays, they are still learning about the self here. Yes. And, great. Yeah. So, so this for, is, go ahead. Yeah. Just for, for our listeners, physical listening is something that is, that is a, a, a huge component to any lucid body class. It's when whoever is watching work is not watching from their critical head. That was good because that was weak, whatever, which is fine, but it's not what we do. What we do is we sit there and see when your body was actually moved by the work, when you felt compassion or empathy for the act. Right. Or when you mirrored the uh, root or rage that the actor was experiencing yeah. on stage and you can actually, oh, I was connected to that myself. Connected to that. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and even further than that, I connected to that and then I could feel that root implode a little bit. Interesting for me to know that when I experience it for someone else. So yes. you're not just watching, right? Yes, yes. You're experiencing and learning about yourself. Yeah. And so this really got started because when I was in grad school, like I said, I was like teaching. I was like, like, let's learn the blend. Do you want to try this? Do you want to? And so I was like, and my cohort, you know, they were loving this. And that's when I realized like this, like, this is why we teach lucid body. This is why it's here. So yeah. let's actually, let's use the work and work it. Apply so. it, apply it, apply it to scenes yeah. and to plays. And I'm so thrilled. It's people love this class, which is starting next week, right? You have a class starting next week. Yes. Uh, for our listeners, there's a few slots left. So after you hear this podcast, you should go to lucidbody.com and find Prather Scene Study and register. Yeah, um, and we'll do warm up, right? We'll get in there, the, the lucid body warm up. And then if, if it's, you know, oh, I've had lucid body years ago, don't worry, come on in. I'm gonna meet you where you are. We're gonna re review some concepts. You're gonna continue to learn. So just to, to, to put it all together. So every class you do a warm up. And again, like there isn't that set curriculum. So if we, you know, I do want to have some sort of warm up, mm -hmm. depending on our time, depending on our schedule, depending on the plays that are being worked. But yes, definitely something that gets us in our body. And mm -hmm. then everyone gets up and work and some sort of exercise from the lucid body, working in shadow, finding the child need, right. um, follow the text. They've all had their basics. Yeah. So you can have them diagnose their character, come in and work shadow, come in, work layers. You do some of the three character exercises, the layering exercise to connect them. Absolutely. Um, push pull again is a big one just to have the two actors on stage and just dropping into the text. Yes. Being from there. And then, of course, you know, with our three character as we're side coaching, having them do the scene. And then I'm sort of side coaching, you know, one, okay, start working in shadow now. You go into persona and just sort of yeah. getting them out of here and into their body. Yeah. So it's the same kind of side coaching, which it, it's also, I think, Lucid Body is known for that the actors just following instructions and pretty soon they're not in their heads anymore. Yeah. 
they're finding themselves in places they never maybe would have gone on their own. Absolutely. And what about rehearsal? They're rehearsing on their own. And how do you set that up? Yeah. So, you know, it's probably, it's best, you know, probably for them to work on Zoom, you know, when they're away to with each other. However, if they want to meet up, they absolutely can. But to have some rehearsal outside, but we're going to be working so deep within the text that they'll just be taking away a few things to work on. And also, I I am a fan, of course, the traditional table work. Mm -hmm. So that's really, it is necessary for the actor to understand story. So we go into, just like you say, knowing the given circumstances, knowing the structure of the play so yeah. that I'm understanding, okay, what is this? What is the point here? Why is this necessary? If this scene were taken out of the play, how would the play change? Mm -hmm. So they go away, they do some table work as well, and then they come back um, together and explore. And how do you incorporate, I know you're an intimacy uh, uh, coordinator, how do you bring that in to, let's say there's a scene that had in intimacy and they go away and rehearse. I mean, what do you, do you say, wait till you're in the room with me, or do you give them the rules? What do you do? Yeah, I love that. So um, every person is different and I let them know, right, to check in with their boundaries. So normally, let's just say um, like Fool for Love, right? That first scene with Eddie and May and there's the kiss and then the, you know, knee to the groin. I always say use a placeholder for that because, I mean, with learning scene study, that's something separate about doing a stage kiss or doing stage combat. Like get the arc of the story, find it physically. And then a placeholder is just, you know, a palm to palm. Mm -hmm. And then when you come in the room with me, if it works for your boundaries, we can absolutely, we'll, we'll do some stage combat and we'll do some, some intimacy that works for your boundaries. However, um, because pandemic, something I've been working on as a teacher at Marymount is that all they have to do, these, if they were students, is to find this vulnerability, this heart, this moment, right? Instead of actually kissing, but just breathing together. Mm -hmm. Finding this vulnerability, this moment of intimacy just together. Mm -hmm. Nice. That way. And then it could just be a physical gesture from May. Ha, right. That and they're still getting deeply into the character, their intentions and wants. Nice. Well, that's I mean, I love that. And I certainly do that at, at um, NYU at a, and at the Lucid Body House in terms of boundaries, consenting every move. But you, they're going to go get work with directors who want that kiss. Oh, yeah. You know, so there is something about saying, oh, feel that intimacy. Let's not. OK, now there is a kiss in the script and let's figure out how to do that. Let's consent it. If it's not if someone cannot is not consenting, what do you do instead? Right. Exactly. Is it here? Is it on the net? You know, so all of that, I think, is also important. So when they go out in the field, they know how to handle the director says, yep, make out scene. Go. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And but actors now they do have the the voice to say always to ask, is there going to be an intimacy choreographer? Yes. In those auditions. And also, I think it's really good to give the protocol to actors who can do it on their own. Yeah. You know that that if there is no intimacy coordinator, they can say to their partner, how does this feel? 
Is it okay? I mean, so if we if we are raising, we are training actors who have that protocol. Um, anyway, that's my my. No, I agree goal. absolutely. Yeah, that they they're leaving training saying I know how to actually feel safe and consent and advocate for myself. Right, and again, going back to telling the story. Yes. If this kiss yeah. were to be taken out here, what does it do to the play? Okay, so then what does this kiss mean for the story? Right. Yes. And they think about it that way. Right, right. So, what is the context? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. I'm so glad this is starting up. Um, so I think that's it. Uh, you're planning on continuing to develop this class, right? We're hoping to keep doing it every couple I, months. I would love to. I would love to just to get, you know, students because in the basics, students yeah. are asking all the time, how, yeah. what does this mean? Like, how can I, and yeah, we, how do I pull it in? How do I pull it in? Yeah. 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 Like the blend was great, but how do I do it? Yeah. Like, this come is on so over. It's so important. I'm so glad you've done this and started this. I'm really, um, uh, jealous of your students they can be in <laughs> class with you maybe I'll put a wig on and show up someday <laughs> come in your shadow I'll come in my shadow which one we don't oh, know. I'm, I'm not even going to tell know. you <laughs> <laughs> okay Prather thank you so much have a great thank class you. listeners I, there's a couple slots left if you want to get on to this amazing class it's starting next week uh, twice a week uh, um, please uh, Go to lucibody.com. Thank, Thank you, you Prather. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs>